So what I want to attempt to share about today is a little bit more about this pathway as what we could call a classroom. And it's kind of interesting how we even use the word spiritual teacher or even class. Many of you have probably heard from even many other places where they say this earth is a classroom or this journey is a journey of learning through our living and through our experience. And so today I'm going to attempt to maybe relate it in some practical sense that even in sharing about some of those ways that it can be reflected in the world to begin to really maybe realize the greater journey within. And one of the things that I've been aware of the last couple of days is this incredible reflection, if you will, how even upon this planet, or at least here in the United States, how we have the school system with elementary school, junior high, high school, in grades 1 through 12, and all that. I just find it kind of interesting how, even in this outer reflection, that it, in a sense, symbolically, can also represent some of the journey and the learning upon the inner pathway. I'm going to just write up on the board to have a visual, some of how that works. And I'm going to start with the number 13 and come back. 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. If you can even think about, kind of block off the 13, like grades 1 through 12. Now, I know in different states there's different classifications of elementary school, what grades, junior high, what grades in high school. What is it over here in Texas? I'll use that, though, as a thing to work with. Is elementary school grades 1 through 5, through 6, or 5? Five? I grew up with six, but I'll go ahead and use the five. So here we have grades one through five, what we'd call elementary school, right? And then junior high would be six, seven, eight. Oh, I'm sorry, middle school. <laughs> junior high is for me is seven, eight, nine. Is it six, seven, eight over here? So go ahead and do that. And then is this called high school? Nine, 10, 11, 12? And that way, okay, that, I was brought up high school too. <laughs> it's really interesting when we begin to look at what a lot of us are familiar with when we talk about the chakra system. And most of us are familiar with the chakra system of the body, the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh chakras in the body. But then some of us may or may not be aware of what we call the continuing chakras into the realms of spirit. So then what we call on this pathway of sun and light, the astral realm, some people also refer to that as the eighth chakra. The causal realm, people refer to that as the ninth chakra. The mental realm can be the tenth. The etheric realm, the eleventh. And the soul realm, the twelfth chakra. So many of you may have heard of that, and then even beyond, of even to a thirteenth or fourteenth and continuing. And in the thirteenth, I put that number up here, referring to really the realm of spirit. And if you even think back to many different pathways and also how we've shared here in Interlight Ministries, when we refer to the number 13, we think of even the one surrounded by the 12, how Jim's talked about the 12 churches, and then the 13th church, or the Christ surrounded by the disciples, the one nation of Israel with the 12 tribes, all those referring to the number 12 and then the one, or the middle pathway, or the 13th way, if you will. This is referring again to the realms of spirit. So I find it interesting that we have all these different references, and even in our school systems, the different grades. 
Now, as I am talking about this, if you can begin to understand inside of you, just as we have first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth, fifth, and so on, up to 12th grade, if you can understand, just like we have here, that this inner journey is, in a sense, very, very similar, but it's more of an inner learning, not the outer like we have in the world. But isn't it interesting that as above, so below, we have these outer reflections, even into this world, that in a sense are an outer reflection or an outer form of that inner journey in a way. So I hope I'm being clear because I don't want to make the spiritual pathway about going to grade school here in this world. I'm simply using this as maybe a reference or a symbol by which maybe talking about you can begin to grasp a greater understanding of the inner journey. And just as like when we finish high school in this world, 12th grade, what happens? We get a diploma. We're complete, right? We really don't have to continue going to college unless we want to, choosing the higher learning, the higher education as it's called. But once we finish 12th grade, in a sense, we're free now to go out and do whatever it is we feel called to do or pushed to do or whatever that is. And isn't it even interesting here, in this case, we referred to the 12th chakra as the soul realm. And just like in 12th grade, you get the diploma, you're complete, and you can go out. In a sense, it's like that inner journey. Once we awaken to the soul realm, in a sense, there's a level of completion of the spiritual journey of our own soul awakening to know that we truly are soul. And in that awakening is, in a sense, you get your diploma. You're now free, and you have a level of completion to now go out and learn and live through your life experience to have that greater learning of what we'd call beyond now in that way. So a lot of this journey that we do in Inner Light Ministries on the path to sun and light, we always refer to the beginning of the journey is at the seat of the soul. And this is the doorway into the higher realms, into the astral, eighth grade, ninth, causal, as I said, mental, and so on. So a lot of the journey before we even come to this pathway, before we're ready to begin that greater journey here, we have all the school of learning to go through, even the chakras within the body. If you can think of the root chakra, the first one is like first grade, the reproductive chakra, the second chakra, like second grade, the third grade, the emotional chakra, the heart chakra, the fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth and seventh. Is this making sense in a way? I just think it's really interesting how we have all these reference points. And it's neat because a lot of us, not all of us, but even if you haven't participated in outer classes or other groups that teach about the different chakras, that yet we still really go through that journey within ourselves. And here you hear us talk about the inner kingdom. Jim and I will often refer to the inner kingdom. And that's what we're referring to is the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth chakra within the body here. These all reside within the body, but really there's all these different levels of consciousness that we call the inner kingdom. Look at how often we're always dealing with our own mind, our own feelings, our own imagination, our physical process. And that's a lot of the learning that we're here to do in this world. But it's really interesting to me, grades one through five are up here, is what we'd call elementary school. There is a process that we go through of learning through school, and then as we move on into the sixth chakra here, that's what we call, I guess, the middle school, the junior high. 
See, that's why I said it's going to be interesting to do this, because sometimes talking about these things, I can feel the mind energy come in, and then it starts to get too mental. So I'm always having to watch that, and I'm feeling that mental energy in a way. So I might shift gears here in a little bit, because I don't want to go into the mind. I want the mind to serve the movement of spirit, but not get in the way of that. So let me see how I can do that. It's always an interesting process, you guys. It's just amazing. You know, one of the things in working with Jim, it's amazing to hear the detail of what he can share in his own inner knowing. I know I can only talk for myself, but each of us has our own way of awakening and experiencing and our own expression of that. And I know I have my own expression of that. And one of those expressions for me is a lot to really begin to somehow make this path more real and bring it alive for people. Jim gives incredible information, but then we got to know how can we begin to live it, to bring it alive so that we know this is real and it's not just information. And so a lot of what I attempt to do is somehow bring the information alive, to make it more real, to make it livable. Because I myself have to live it. I myself live it to awaken and come to that greater understanding. And it's always an interesting process for me just to do a sharing like this, to always hold to that really greater movement of spirit, to step aside from the mind, the emotions, and my own personal process. But yet, I can separate it. I do have my personal process. And at the same time, there is that action of service, of being a teacher, of serving the Holy Spirit. And so a lot of what I do is I tend to personalize it. And that's part of the way it works for me. But at the same time, it can be a challenge. Is that in my own personal process, there's also the level of vulnerability and sharing. The interesting thing for me today is that Jim's not here physically to save the day. So I'm going to get personal with you guys. You know, there's been a part of me, it's been a real blessing to be as close as I am to Jim. But it's also because of doing the inner work and awakening. I've always looked to Jim first as my best friend. But in that is how it's open for him to also be that teacher. But one of the hardest things for me that I've had a hard time doing and where I've always turned to Jim is to really acknowledge and honor that I also am a teacher spiritually. I've shared a little bit about my process. Jim's even shared more. When we came back from Hawaii last year, I started to break down and I couldn't talk about it. It's very interesting to try to talk about oneself and one's own process when you want to maintain a level of egolessness, of humility, and just being clear and loving. And that's why I've been challenged to talk about that. And that's part of my learning process. But it's just very interesting as you awaken on this pathway through your own inner experience that you really come to the greater knowing. And that's where the challenge is to share in this world because it is so foreign to this world. It has nothing to do with this world, but yet here we are in this physical body trying to express the truth, the divine of who we are, trying to live and be that. And yet we have struggled, we have challenged 
The world just seems to go against it. The mind, the emotions, the body, everything seems to be against that. And that's the challenge. That's why I know a lot of us, when we hear the word karma, we think negative because we experience the challenge that comes with that. And it is. And that's where, in a sense, I'd refer it back to the school example as beginning. Just like in all the different grades in school, we don't move on to the next grade until we overcome the challenges. But really, what are the challenges? It's learning. It's just learning. How do we learn? By doing our homework. The teacher can present the information, and we may just get it like that. I wish I always did. I know people who do. But a lot of the learning comes through doing the homework, applying the information that the teacher's given. And it's in doing the homework that we have our own experience, that we really learn and grow. And that's how we come to the knowing. And in the knowing, we pass the test. We pass the test so we can move on to the next grade. And that's what this life is. That's what this journey upon this planet is. It's simply learning. Don't think of tests as challenging, but they are. Just like in school when we studied for tests, oh my God, this homework, am I going to know it all? It's the same process, I know. That's what the inner journey is like, I know. It's just sometimes it seems harder because we don't have these outer reference points, these books that we can just memorize and then write the answer on the sheet. It's not that easy in spirit. You can't just memorize the information and then forget it later. It just doesn't work that way. You have to do the homework. You've got to live the teaching. The real learning comes through the living. And in the living is how we pass. Months ago, I talked about what I called the ring pass knot as a reference point for me that I knew at that ring pass knot in the realms of spirit that only those souls that have done the homework, that have learned the lessons, that have the keys to pass through the ring pass knot are only the ones that can pass. Sometimes you may wonder, why am I not awake? What holds me here? We hear about Cal and Lucifer or as we referred to the lords of karma. Those are like the principal, the teachers, the disciplinarians in school that help to keep us disciplined and focused to learn the lessons. But just like we do in this world, we sometimes look at them with resentment, upsetness. They're making us do those things that we don't want to do. And that's what we go through, I know, in our life experience here. When life seems so hard and challenging, the things we don't want to do, yet those are the things we need to do in order to have the experiences to learn the lessons that we can pass, that we can graduate and move on. It's worth the work. If you get held back a grade, that's all right. It's funny, this morning in my meditation, I remembered the talk just before we left to Hawaii Seems like so long ago now, <laughs> just five or six weeks, I guess. I remember doing this talk on repetition is the key to learning. Just like we do in school, how we learn to read and write is through the repetition. It's the same here on this journey of life, our life journey. It's through the repetition is how we learn. 
It's repetition. Reincarnation is repetition. Karma, unlearned lesson. It's in the repetition that we learn the lessons. That's the journey of life. It's just the repetition. And then it's just a matter of whether we really choose to learn so we can graduate and continue on. Just like we can rebel in school, get detention, get kicked out, do whatever, or just walk away. It's kind of like that here as well. But yet at the same time, sooner or later, we've got to go back to school. We've got to learn what it is we're here to learn. Just like to function in this world, we don't learn how to read and write. It's a lot harder to live life. And so it is in spirit. If we don't learn how to love, it's harder in spirit to really live the spirit. So learn from all your experiences. It doesn't matter what grade you're in. Everybody wants to be in 12th grade or graduated, preferably 13, right? Liberated in the realms of spirit. I know you've heard over and over, Jim has always said, you've never left the heart of God. But yet, here we are on this journey, seemingly having left the heart of God, or at least having forgotten. And so, we go through school, learning the lessons of each grade, learning the lessons of each level of consciousness. Have any of you ever had a favorite class that you've actually enjoyed? Even if it wasn't in school, but it was in a class you just elected to do because you wanted to learn something on your own? It is a lot more easy to learn when we enjoy it. It is easier to learn when we're relaxed and having fun. That's part of the process here, is finding a way to find the fun, to relax. Because you really can do that on this pathway. You can have fun. You can enjoy the journey. That's why I like to joke around. But when I didn't realize the freedom here, that's when I was serious. That's when I was depressed. That's when I was forcing myself to do things. But if you can really get the greater freedom of choice that you have to participate however you want, when you want, how you want, that freedom, if you can really realize that, it can really start to become a more enjoyable journey. And it's just easier to learn when we're relaxed and enjoying the process. I know it seems strange to say how can we enjoy even those negative, challenging experiences, but yet it can be. I know some of you have had the challenging and literally near-death type of experiences that all of a sudden it was okay. There wasn't the fear and challenge that you had thought there would be or maybe in the past it would have been that way for you. But now it was like, okay. I know this is a major life event, but yet I'm just peaceful. I'm okay with it. It's when we move to that state, that peacefulness, that is the state of neutrality. That is the centeredness that everybody talks about, that everybody is hoping to achieve and experience. It is so key and important to know that this, the seat of the soul, is that place, that centered point. 
And it is really simply a choice to always bring our attention back here to experience that. And then life's lessons are easier. Even the challenges can begin to be enjoyable because when you live in that centered place, when a challenge is upon you, you will welcome it with gratitude because you know through this experience you are going to gain a greater level, a greater expansion of your consciousness and yet another freedom that you have not experienced to that point. Through each of those challenges, just like when you have a major exam in school, you get it done, the relief you feel, and then if you pass the test, it's like, yeah, it's the same thing. Your life challenges are just like those tests in school. Just always remember when you're in the midst of it and finding yourself stressed out, just always remember how good it feels when it's done. And isn't it funny how it feels better when you've done the work and have passed it because you've done the work. But if you haven't done the work, there's a part inside that feels incomplete, that knows you haven't done the work, and out of guilt or shame, embarrassment, whatever it is, there's something inside of you that just eats at you, and you know you need to go do that, to complete it. That's also a blessing. That that eats at you inside is also a blessing, pushing on you to go complete, to go learn, to take the test, to pass the test, to overcome the challenge, the fear, the judgment, the worry. That's the freedom. That's the learning. We're going to have those moments where we try to avoid those life challenges, but yet it just eats us from inside if we avoid it. And that's all right. That's just part of the process of living in this world. But eventually, we're going to have to handle it. And that's when we talk about personal responsibility. To responsible is simply to handle those situations within your own life. Physically, imaginatively, emotionally, mentally, unconsciously, and spiritually to handle those situations in your life, whatever they may be. And you know, Jim and I get to hear all the brunt of it. And we get yelled at too because we know when you choose to be initiated, when you choose to walk this pathway, those things that you have not wanted to look at, to deal with, that you've wanted to avoid, when you choose this pathway, and I'm being really honest here, you're not going to be able to avoid those things anymore. I know people get excited to get initiated, thinking that's the magic pill, and you're free, which you will be. That initiation is simply to give you the tool, the keys, to be able to handle those things you've been avoiding. But you've got to handle those things to get that freedom that you're after. But the funny thing is, I was the same way before I get initiated. I was excited, thinking, this is it. I'm going to get this. Life's going to be great. I'm never going to have a problem again. Everything will be perfect. I really thought that. In fact, I thought when I got initiated, that's going to be my last day on this planet, and I was out of here. Well, that was 
many years ago. <laughs> and we know that many of you that have gotten initiated and had those, went through your disappointments, and now you've got to handle these challenging things. But one thing we really want you to know, they're a lot easier to handle, believe it or not, when you've got those keys. It's when you don't have those keys that in a sense the doors in your own consciousness are still locked. That you are being pushed around by your own karmas and don't even know it. You don't even know what to do about it. You don't know how to handle it. And you just go wandering around this planet in your own consciousness. So when you get those keys, even though it's still challenging, or if you haven't gotten those keys of initiation yet and you're looking to that, still be excited. But also, I don't want you to live in illusion thinking there's never going to be a problem again. There will be. But the difference is you'll now have the keys to handle those problems to get free of them. That's the big difference. And as you begin to use those keys and handling those challenges, those problems, whatever you want to call them, those situations, you'll also begin to have the greater knowing of the awakening, the learning, and that greater action of peace, neutrality, and grace that is with you in the process that you may not have known before. There will be that day. Maybe you haven't had it yet, and maybe you have, but there will be a time that you will know that. Even if you don't have out-of-body experiences and clairvoyant visions and all that, there's a part of you that knows the greater peace, how you live your life, how you feel. Even if you're ill, you'll still be aware of this presence beyond the physical illness. Meditation is that technique to open to observe, to become aware. But more than that, it is the pathway of freedom through all of these challenges, through all these lessons. So don't kid yourself. And at the same time, don't think it's going to be a depressive, hard, challenging path. Because a lot of us do that. I did for many years. But that was part of my journey. And it may be part of yours, and maybe not. Let your journey be your journey. You can hear other people's experiences and journeys, but don't buy into theirs. Don't think that's going to be yours. Don't try to make yours their process. Or don't try to make your process just like theirs. Look to the Spirit within yourself. Look to your own divine light. Look to God within. That's your journey. Let that be your experience. We can all serve each other very well by sharing, by reflecting to one another those life experiences. Truly, that's all we do. Just like in school, the teacher, well, maybe some teachers will do your homework for you and pass you. But in truth, the teacher can't do the homework and the learning for you. They can share with you. They can tutor you. They can encourage you. But you're still the one who has to do the work to have the learning. Don't judge where you're at in this process. Don't judge you're only in first grade instead of 10th. 
or thinking you're better because you're in 10th because you're not in first anymore. I know souls that are just coming into this planet as well as souls that have been here a long, long, long time. That's the illusion though, time and space. Don't buy into it. Just enjoy where you're at and have gratitude and acceptance where anybody else is at. Whether they're just coming into this planet, whether they're partway through, or whether they're close to their last breath. Because as soon as you place a judgment in any way, you've just now created a lesson on your own. Call it extra credit. Or just another learning of the same thing once again. But if you do that, stop beating yourself up. Stop berating yourself. And start to play. Start to have fun. Joke around with yourself. Have a little bit of joy. You really can do that. You can start to laugh at your own process and make jokes upon yourself. Believe me, when you can really laugh at yourself, that's freedom. Try it. But in order to do it, you've got to practice. It took me years to really get okay with it without judging myself. First I started joking, but then I could feel something inside of me like, no, that's not really funny because I was emotionally reacting. Because I was teased growing up as a kid. I'm sure we've all been teased in one way or another. We all have our own emotional hurts and wants and needs. But as we begin to tease or play and have fun, to learn to laugh at ourselves, it'll stir even those things that we've been wanting to avoid and not deal with. But believe me, it's easier to deal with it yourself rather than others putting it out at you. So stir yourself, but do it in loving and joy. Don't do it in hardness and making yourself do something. When you have that greater inner freedom within yourself, believe me, what people then project at you from outside, it is not going to stick and disturb you like it may have before. That's really living the freedom. That's living in that column of neutrality. That's living the loving. The spiritual teacher is here simply to support you in that, to give you the information, to show you how to do it, to encourage you, and it's up to you. Now, isn't it interesting as well, if you think of even teachers in a school system, they had to go through all the grades themselves, but not only that, they had to go on beyond grade 12 into grade 13 and beyond, in this case the realms of spirit, to have the higher learning, to learn how to actually teach what they've learned. That's what we might call a bachelor's in education or a master's or even a doctorate. They're just greater levels of more learning and understanding of one subject. Just as the teachers in school have to go and get their degrees and certifications and licensing before they can really are qualified or have the authority to legally teach, it is no different in spirit. Those spiritual teachers that truly are spiritual teachers and not just some make-believe out of their own ego and mind have had to walk through that educational process themselves 
where they didn't declare themselves a teacher, but they were given that authority from those high above who have the authority. And in this case, directly from the principle called God. It's just no different. It's just amazing the outer reflection and the inner process is really the same. But it's just inwardly rather than done outwardly. And then even in learning, those teachers that are learning to teach, they'll go through and they'll do what's called student teaching. They'll go through and work with another teacher and be in the classroom so that they learn how to present the lessons, how to support and encourage the students. Yes, that's me. That's where I started off, my whole little shifting from the mind more to the spirit. That's part of my process. And that's where Jim has been really supporting me. So there's the personal part. But make no mistake, it's not Jim and Brian, the physical body. It really is Jim or Brian, the spirit. Just as a teacher in this world, if they've done the work and they know what it is they're teaching, they still have to be given the authority to legally do it. It's no different here. It is that action of the Holy Spirit that is the authority that gives that authority to the teacher to present the lesson plans and to give the authority to assist those students in learning and graduating. That's the real authority. The teacher is not the authority, just like in this world, it is not the teacher who has the authority. It is the authority given to them to allow them to do what they do. It is the same thing here. And you will always hear Jim and I say that. Any true teacher you will hear say that. You know, it's very interesting. A lot of in the East, they worship the guru. They love the master, and rightfully so. Because the way they understand it is that the master is God in the body, God in the flesh. In the Bible, Jesus called it the living word made flesh. That living word made flesh is the Holy Spirit, is the mantle, the authority that any individual soul has been given to teach. But the teacher, that soul that is teaching, is one in essence with the Holy Spirit, with that mantle. And that's why you cannot separate the two. And that's why people are so confused about loving the teacher or worshiping the guru and not getting caught up physically in that. It's a challenge. One thing that those that do it that way, that love the master, the good thing is because there is that word made flesh, even if they don't know it, their love, even for that physical presence, is still loving God because of that mantle that rests with that teacher. That's the good news. That's why those, especially in the East, that do that, it works. In the West, it's a little different. If somebody stands up and says they're a master or a guru, the West and the mind shoots it down, saying that's a cult and a worship of whatever. That's because the mind never understands. 
And that's why over here, we always more and more talk about love God, love the Holy Spirit. The truth is God is in every one of us, though. The soul is God within each and every one of us. But in this world, we learn through the process of reflection. If in any particular spiritual teacher we are drawn to, we learn to love them. I don't want to say learn. We just do love them. And then the learning takes place. It is as we love that divine essence in the teacher, it awakens that divine essence that is the same thing in us. Because to truly love can only be done by spirit. And so that presence that we call the spiritual teacher in the world is simply a reference point in this land of reflection that we can begin to love that divine essence. And as we do, it awakens within us. But over and over and over again, make no mistake, it is the Spirit. It is the loving of the Spirit that is within any one of these bodies. The physical process and the emotions will get attached. The mind will have its belief systems and thinks it should be certain ways. And we'll go through all that because that's part of this world. Those are all the different grades. But eventually we graduate and realize the greater truth that it really and truly can only be the spirit-loving spirit. But that's how we get liberated. As we love the spirit within the teacher, within ourselves, within each one of us, that loving is what moves us through all the different grades. That's the motivator that brings us along to learn the lessons, to do the homework, even when we don't want to do the homework. Somehow we still do it. It is that loving that brings us, that pulls us, that pushes us, that awakens us. Thank God for that. Because if we didn't have that, we may never get off this planet. I like to say also that the teacher is like a doorway. You've heard Jim describe, just like on the newest CD, Becoming So Liberated, Aristotle talk. It takes a liberated flame to free a trapped flame. That is talking about a true spiritual teacher who is awakened and one with God, a liberated flame, to free a trapped flame, to give the keys, to give the love. The keys are really loving. It's the loving of full awakefulness in the teacher. It's that loving of the student that truly creates the awakening. That's the true divine service. That's the true action that goes on in this pathway. It is the river of loving. Awakened soul is one who stands at the top of the waterfall in this part of the waterfall and a waterfall washes through them and they are part of it. But the waterfall is that Holy Spirit. Just like in this world, for any type of learning, we need a teacher to show us, to assist us. But then we awaken till the day we no longer need the teacher. It is the same here. We show you, we teach you, we love you and support you. And there will be the day that you awaken and graduate 
and then no longer, just like you don't go back to any of the grade schools and still love the teacher there or have them try to teach you the same grade over and over, it's the same thing here. Once you graduate, you've got the greater freedom to live in the greater freedom, to live who you are as a divine, living, loving essence of the Lord. And then it really is directly you and God. The teacher's still there to support you if you want it, but the true teacher is God, is God's loving. And when you graduate from high school or the soul realm, and you begin the journey into the higher realms of spirit beyond soul, that's truly where you will awaken and know that greater truth of God directly and not necessarily through that spiritual teacher. The teacher can seem like an intermediary. They're not. The teacher, I like to say, is a doorway. We simply open the door so that you can enter in. But when you enter in, then you get to experience what is behind that door. So I hope I made sense with what I started to write up there about the grades and all. Because actually there's another reference I wanted to make. Just like in school, when we're done and we've had all the experience and have learned everything we needed to in first grade, then we go to second grade. In second grade's a whole other level of learning, right? Well, then we have to be open to learn all these surprises and all these new things we're going to learn. And it's through going through those experiences that we learn, and then when we really learn it all, then we pass the test, we're done with second grade, and then we move to third grade. And all of a sudden, there's all these other new things we're learning. That's how life is. And if you allow yourself to just move forward, to be open to the experience, is how you learn and keep growing and keep moving on up through all the grades until you graduate. And one thing to keep in mind, and this is where, again, it's so subtle on this pathway, these are inner learnings. They're not so blatantly obvious like when we graduate from first grade and we go to second in this world. Sometimes it can be a subtle, and sometimes it's not subtle, but a lot of times it's subtle when we're done with one thing and we're now into the next experience. Again, make no mistake about it, on this pathway, when we graduate from the different grades or the different chakras or the different realms of spirit, there are different experiences that we have on each of those realms. So when you're done with elementary school, here through fifth grade, then all of a sudden here you're in sixth grade or junior high or middle school, the seat of the soul. And so we begin the first step. We're in a new school. Not only a new grade, we're in a new school. And that's what this is. Down here, throat chakra down, the first five grades, the first five chakras, that's a different school, more in the physical. But as soon as we wake up here, even though it's still physical, the sixth grade, the seat of the soul, it's the beginning now of a new school and a new grade. And so we begin now to awaken the sixth and the seventh chakra, and then we tap into the astral realm as we open up eighth grade. That's the beginning of the journey. And that's where a lot of new age or psychic type of experiences and groups out there are dealing with. A lot of them are just still dealing with the chakras, but some of them that are really beginning to go beyond the chakras are now beginning 
to open up to the sixth, seventh, and even into the astral realm. A lot of people who do channelings, you know, different entities of this teacher and that, a lot of them have simply learned in sixth and seventh grade to open up these chakras to those on the eighth grade <laughs> or astral realm, and so they channel that. And some of them, as they continue their own learning, and this is now beginning the greater journey that we here in the path of sun and light are doing, is when we move past junior high or middle school. When you're done with middle school, or just nearing being done, is when you'll find this pathway of sun and light that is beyond even middle school. That's why we call it high school, because now you're going to go high up into the realm of the spirit. And so now you begin to move beyond the astral realm and into the causal, or ninth grade, you're, fresh, you're a freshman now, into the realms of spirit, the causal realm. And it's funny because there is a place in the causal realm that when we get there, and isn't it funny though too also, I'm going to back up a sec, ninth grade is now going into high school, so now not only have we entered a new grade, but now we're in another new school, another new school, the path of sound and light now. And this is where we come to this place where all of a sudden we begin to move into higher levels where in the place in the causal realm you begin to even move beyond reincarnation. There's a greater freedom in here, your freshman year. And that's where choices can be made, where now you really continue the higher learning or you continue to come back and still learn some more here. Just like going to ninth grade, okay, you're going to continue on now into high school. So that begins the really higher learning. And then we begin now, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, causal, mental, etheric, soul. One thing, I'll go back to where I started with all this, is to keep in mind on this journey, as you graduate one grade and you go to the next, you're going to have different experiences. Don't think your life is going to be the same. A lot of you, again, get initiated because you want your life to be different. And it will be. But it may not be as obvious as what you think. And also realize you still got to walk through the different grades. But pay attention so that you have some level of awareness that maybe you've graduated from one grade and you now are in the next. Or you've moved from the causal realm and now you're in the mental realm. Pay attention so you don't keep repeating the lessons of the causal realm or the ninth grade and realize that you're now in the 10th grade. You've done the causal realm, now you're in the mental, now you're having the experiences there. And then you move on to the etheric and so forth. And even though we know when we give you all the names, it opens the door so you can experience all the levels, there still is a process by which your consciousness will be more focused in any particular realm for a period of time. And sometimes, generally, that may be a couple, three years. I'd say that generally, because I've seen that two to three years in each of the grades. I know it's not as fast as grade school, one year apiece, right? And sometimes it is. I say generally, that we may spend time in each realm clearing the karma, learning the lessons. And then we complete that, we graduate, we go to the next realm, the next grade, where we may be having more experience there. Some of you say you've been initiated say three years, you find yourself a little more emotional or something, realize you're working more karmas on the causal realm, the emotional realm, because you've really moved beyond the astral. And so you will have 
those different experiences on the different realms with what comes with those realms. Just walk through it. Be open to the surprises and just allow yourself to experience because that's how you're going to learn and move through each of those realms. It's important to understand some of these things because it can help remove some of the confusion or wonder, why am I going through what I'm going through? I thought it would be different. Well, it is different on another realm. And again, we're multidimensional, so we're always experiencing all the realms at once. But as we're walking this journey of initiation, when we first get initiated, we begin the journey in really eighth grade, the astral realm. When you get initiation, that's really the beginning of now the next level beyond the physical. And so in the astral realm, you'll have more of that type of experience that comes with that, which can be more psychic type of things. It can almost feel like physical presences. You may have psychic experiences, and you may feel yourself a little more forceful or pushy or ambitious. You may have a little bit more of a drive and tell other people what to do or be a little harder on yourself and say, no, this is the way to God. So you may go through that for a couple, three years, maybe only a few months, maybe many years. It just depends. We each have different amounts of karma on each of the realms. But then when it comes to the point where we've really now have learned a lot of the lessons by walking through that and we complete most of that karma, you know how Jim's described boring a hole for each of the realms? Well, that's the boring the hole through the realm. But the boring the hole is by loving. And through the loving, we have the experiences, and that's how we learn. And then we graduate, and then we get more into the causal realm. And then in the causal, we realize it's different now. We don't have that same maybe drive or maybe all the psychic stuff we might have had in the beginning. There seems to be less of that. And then all of a sudden, we get more emotional. We may find ourselves crying more or getting more emotionally reactive and irritated and upset. That's usually a good indicator that we're dealing with more of the karmas on the emotional causal realm. I'll say this. When I went through the causal realm, I cried more in my life than I ever have ever. But then as it finished and I went more into the mental realm, ever since then I, I only have a tear here and there, and it's mostly just loving pouring through now. This is how we'll experience it. In the mental realm, of course, think about it. We get more mental. Our belief systems will kick in. We'll have more doubts and confusion. We'll question things. Our belief systems may be more hooked into thinking or believing it to be a certain way. And we'll walk through all that. We'll analyze things more. And all that, just like we think, mental. You know. Then after a while, as we now complete more of that and we now begin to move more into that great void or the etheric realm where the nothingness is, we start to kind of feel a little wandery going, I don't know. What's going on? I don't know. I thought I used to know so much about spirit in this pathway, but I don't even know anymore. I know that I don't know anything. <laughs> but the nice thing is, when you tap into that, you also walk around with this nice sense of bliss. That's been my experience. Just kind of like a, I'm kind of high, a blissfulness. That's what they call nirvana. Like the Buddhists, when they talk about bliss and joy, that's a lot of what that is, the etheric realm, the void. There's nothing there, so you're just kind of floaty feeling, which is really nice, really. But then as you just float on up, because you let go of more of the karmas, have the experience, and then you awaken to the soul realm. And then all of a sudden begins this greater movement of the truth of spirit in that river of loving 
where your life all of a sudden now maybe begins to move in a more active, participatory, loving way. You may find yourself even more active, physically even, but you find yourself doing in a very different way. You don't have all the attachments and the things pushing you around maybe the way they used to. You'll still have a little bit, because as long as we're in a body, there's going to be the polarities. But you're going to find even in that, there's going to be this movement of loving where you just walk through things in a much easier way, where it's not so challenging anymore. Because you're really loving now the greater truth of the soul of who you are, which is that loving spirit. And so those are some of the things, or the neutrality is a great indicator. When you're really living the neutrality, that's more soul consciousness. There's not the attachments to the outcomes. You're just happy to be in the loving with whoever you're at, wherever you're at. Whatever happens is just fine with you. And it really is. Good or bad. Bad outcome, good outcome. Hey, that's all right. I just love it all. Really, that's a state of the soul consciousness. That's a state of unconditional loving. That's the freedom. And that's what we're really going for here. And then it begins even another level once you start moving beyond that. But it's just an expansion of that soul consciousness. You know, Jim and I also talk about on those spiritual realms, the signposts on those realms. But if you don't have out-of-body experiences and see all this stuff, then I know, and most of us don't. And if we do, it's wonderful. But these are the indicators that if we just simply look to our own in-body experience, these are the types of indicators that can give you a clue or an idea of really maybe more of the realm you're experiencing and working the karmas on. It is subtle, but when you really pay attention, it's not so subtle anymore. But it does change from realm to realm. Just be aware of that. Believe me, when some karmas die and they're done, they're complete, you've learned the lesson, you've passed the test, you move on to the next thing, it can seem unfamiliar sometimes because you are so used to doing it a certain way, now beginning to allow yourself the process to experience in a different way, that can be challenging sometimes because we are so habitualized to the way we've been doing it. So we've got to allow ourselves the freedom to experience things in a new way if we're going to keep growing and freeing ourselves. We're trying to present the pathway with a greater clarity, with a lot more detail to answer a lot of questions so that there can be the greater understanding. Because we have found is that when we have the greater understanding, there's a greater freedom that happens in that. You know, that peace that surpasses understanding? It opens the door. When we can have the greater understanding, then we can really open up to yet a greater experience of that peace, which is the spirit. And so that's what we're trying to do in ILM, is give the greater clarity so that you can really have the greater freedom. And you'll feel it, and a lot of people are. And it's nice to hear that, because it lets us know also from you guys that what we're doing really is supporting that greater action in that way. Let's just go ahead and then move towards meditation. Now we can let go of the world. And if it helps, just to let go by closing your eyes. And as always, just bringing your attention to the seat of the soul. Just take a moment and relax. If it supports you to take a few deep breaths, just do that now. And as you do, 
just be aware of what may be going on in the imagination, the emotions, and the mind. And in this awareness, just let the loving of the divine spirit that you are just extend into these areas, bringing the peace and the alignment with that movement of spirit, allowing the calm and the relaxation all the way into the physical body to come into their greater cooperation and support of that movement of loving within you as you direct it, as you, the soul, the spirit, take authority now that you as the loving, divine child of God are truly the one with the full authority to direct your life, to direct the consciousness of the body, mind, and emotions. And so just bring yourself into alignment on all those levels, allowing that light of God to simply flow from above, washing down through all these different levels of consciousness. Just relaxing and letting go. Becoming more aware of that inner movement. As you now gather your attention more and more at the spiritualized center, holding that inner focus, allowing the loving to move in you and through you, bringing healing, alignment, blessings of grace, that you may truly live a fuller life of loving according to the movement of this loving that you are now choosing into and holding into. Just know that as you simply call your attention here to the seat of the soul, this is really inviting God and inviting yourself present into that presence with God which is that movement, that river of the divine. This is all you have to do to live the loving. There's no magic, no secret words or prayers. It's simply a process of holding your attention and awakening to that which is. And that which is, is God's loving. And all we do in this movement of loving is also share our loving with God. It is in the giving and the receiving. There is that movement there is an awakening to come into the knowing of our oneness with the Creator. And know that as we chant the hue or hue, it is simply us as soul 
sharing our loving with God and opening to receive God's loving for us. So just begin to chant the hue now, quietly within, from the very seat of the soul, sharing your love with God, seeing, hearing, and feeling that movement of the divine. See that greater light, hear the greater sound. Know that greater movement of loving as you simply participate in this action. And in a moment, we'll chant the hue out loud, directing ourselves and holding it in our focus to move into the greater experience and the flow of the divine. So just take in a deep breath. And on the exhale, we'll begin chanting the hue out loud. So now just continue inwardly chanting, holding that focus and that movement of loving, participating, directing your actions towards that greater experience of the divine. So just continue inwardly now, awakening and experiencing, participating, giving and receiving that movement of loving.
so begin to bring your inner focus back to the seat of the soul. Just hold in your attention at the spiritual eye, observing, listening, watching, awakening to the knowing of the movement of spirit. Begin to see that purple radiant light. Begin to see the movement of loving, however you perceive it. Golden, white, blue, purple, or maybe even in another way. Listen and hear the inner sounds, the tones, the winds, the waters, the music. Just allow yourself to hear and maybe to feel. Feel that divine presence. Know your experience as it moves in you and through you. You may feel it upon the top of your head with a spiritual eye as a slight pressure or tingling sensation. You may feel it washing through from the top of your head all the way through your body, down and out your feet. Just be aware of that movement. Simply relax and observe, holding the attention, awakening to the divine. So know this movement of loving. Know what it takes through your actions, through your participation, through your choices. Just know that any time you wish to live this loving, it is simply a matter of bringing your focus to the seat of the soul and opening that door within to allow the greater spirit to awaken within you so that you may know through your experience this divine action of God's loving. So awaken to this loving. Know this loving. Experience this loving. Live this loving. You are the loving.
So holding that inner focus on this loving. Just gently come physically present as you hold that inner awareness. And just allow that river of loving to flow in you and through you. Coming into the greater awakening through your inner experience. As you're ready, just gently opening your eyes, physically and spiritually.